Episode two of Sports Confidential. Uh, we were so pumped with how many listens we had in the first 24 hours. Absolutely blew our minds and our targets that we had for the week. So thank you guys very, very much for listening and uh, for the people that gave five-star ratings. I know it goes a long way to getting us on the new discovery category for Spotify and uh, Apple Music. So thank you very much for that. Um, this episode is basically going to be around uh, me and Bronson at the start, which we recorded on Monday after the Super Bowl. We go into the Super Bowl, what happened in the show in the NFL season. Then we do a little bit about the EPL. And the second part of it, uh, me, Corey and Liam had celebrated uh, our listens and how many we got. And uh, you can probably tell we had a few frothies there because we were a bit excited. So stick with us on that one and I hope you enjoy it. We touch along the NBA and the Western Conference teams. Uh, talk a little bit about the IPL cricket, which our cricket guru Liam's done a bit of coverage on, and uh, we get into the AFL along with everyone's SC MVP and fraud votes, which I know is a fan favourite. And we cannot forget the quiz at the end. The quiz is a goes down to the wire, so tune in for that. And uh, thank you all for listening again, and I hope you guys stay along for the ride. So let's get into it. James catches, puts up the three. Long go. Episode two, we've made it back. We're ready to go again. Some big sports over this weekend that's just come about. You had the UFC yesterday, Adesanya winning over Robert Whittaker, the Australian. He won on a points decision. Obviously, everyone was cheering for Whittaker, but it was a good fight. You had Bam Bam, the Shoei King. Uh, he uh, had a massive right arm elbow, the Australian man as well. He, uh, he's got five knockouts in a row, so he's really starting to make some waves in the UFC. And he has some bloody good entrances too. He's awesome to watch. You also had the NBA this morning. They had a couple of games. You had the Celtics win by 10 points. You had the Wolves win by nine. And speaking of the Wolves, in the EPL this morning, the Wolves beat Bronson's favourite team to bag out the Tottenham Hotspurs in a 2-0 win. Newcastle, they've just been bought out by the Arabians and... Uh, they had a 1-0 win over Aston Villa. My team, Liverpool, 1-0 with Fabinho scoring. We're coming for Man City. Don't worry about that. And then you've got Leicester and West Ham in a 2 all draw. So they were some of the results over there for the weekend. But we can't forget the Super Bowl. Big, big day today in the Super Bowl. You had the Rams against the Bengals. Two love teams, actually, to watch. Big stars on both teams. Quite young especially the coaches. They're the two youngest coaches in the NFL and um, put on quite a show in LA today, Bron. Um, 23 to 20. I've got Bronson here with me and uh, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, glad to be back. How you going, Jack? How are you? Very well for a Monday, considering. So it's, um, it is going to be good to talk a little bit about the NFL this season, a couple of the games and a uh, few of the players and what we've liked about it. So... Yeah. yeah, let's get into it. I'm ready when you are, mate. Absolutely. You had the big wide receiver from the LA Rams today doing the absolute triple threat. 
Uh, Cooper Cup, that is what I'm talking about. Huge rushing, uh, receiving yards all year. He's uh, He's got the Offensive Player of the Year award. He's got the Super Bowl, and he's just capped it off there at the MVP, which is well-deserving. I uh, had a bit of a couple of shillings on Aaron Donald at $21, which uh, I'm still waiting for Sportsbet to pay that out. I don't know why <laughs> they haven't. But um, that's okay because, yeah, the Rams win a 23-20 win. It was very good to watch. So Tough fought match as well. Um, you know, trailing there for a bit. Cincinnati definitely didn't make it easy for them. Um, obviously... Rams got out to the to the early lead. Who else but Odell's getting that uh, that first touchdown? It's just uh, poetry in itself. Showman he is. Ah, oh, just fantastic for the sport. I think he's just uh, really elevated himself as a as an icon. Um, you know, he's he's made a few franchise swaps over the last year or so, but you, I don't I don't really know anyone who has too much bad to say about Odell. Um, fantastic player to watch. Getting him, you know. Touchdown score in the Super Bowl, beautiful thing. Um, after that, Cincinnati, like I said, just kept making it tough. Twenty to twenty three, really just a scoreline of these playoffs. Uh, you know, so many, so many of these games decided within less than seven points. Um, I think it's been one of the best NFL playoff runs we've had in the past few years, just in terms of competition. So, good stuff. You know, Cincinnati, props. I was waiting for Mick Furston to come out there for the end. He's 14 from 14 in the playoffs, kicking for goal, and I thought, here we go. This is going to be like the other games where it's gone to OT or it's gone to something like that, and I think we all expected that. But the big man in defence, Aaron Donald, like I just touched on before, he had the sack on Joe Burrow with less than a minute to go, and in the end, that was it. That was the end of the Super Bowl. 39 seconds left him with, and then turns, turns the ball over, um, ball in Rams' hands. And that has been a big issue for the Bengals all year. You've obviously got a young team. Um, you've got Joe Burrow, who had the knee injury last year, missed most of the year. Like I said, it's like his rookie year again. Yep. You've got Jamara Chase, who's the rookie of the year offensive. He's the wide receiver, and fuck, he's good to watch. Turned it on today as well, didn't he? Yeah, that grab that he took in the first quarter, I didn't get to watch too much of it because I was uh, working. I'm doing the quotation marks, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's he's bloody exciting to watch. There was a lot of a lot of hate for the fact that the Bengals picked him up early, but he's just paid benefits all year this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, stats speak for itself. Yeah, definitely. So, but their big issue, like I didn't get to address, has been their offensive line. Um, Joe Burrow's most ever sacks against him in a season for a, a quarterback to make the Super Bowl. That's bloody impressive, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you don't expect a bloke who's uh, you know hitting the hitting the deck as much as that to yeah. you know still be making the plays to get you to the Super Bowl. But you know, Joey Joey franchise, good on you. Yeah, and he, they've turned that franchise literally around since last year. I mean, yeah, since oh, it's been been years, years and years for him. So yeah, well, you said ninety one was their last last playoff win. Last playoff win. Not, 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 no, no, Super Bowl. Not, not Super Bowl or anything like that. Just a playoff win. So yeah. Cincinnati has just been sitting there drinking beers for the last, what's that, nearly thir- what, 31 years. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. So as an Essendon supporter, I can definitely vouch for that. But um, no, it was, it's a bloody good run by them. And they're definitely going to be contenders over the next couple of years. I yeah. don't see him going away, do you? No, nah, like you said, Joey, um, it's pretty much like his rookie year all over again. Um, you know, Mixon, Chase... Very young, old, all below the age of uh, 25, I think. So years to come, definitely don't see them dropping off. I think they're going to find, you know, 
all the answers to, to keep him in and, you know, be that contender that we like to see. Mixon's another one. He's um, the running back for the Cincinnati Bengals, if uh, people didn't know. He uh, he actually had the third most rushing yards for the season. Is that right? Um, yeah, if I can uh, find my stat sheet here, let me um, let me spit some straight facts for you. Um, so Joe Mixon, uh, 1,205 yards rushing, third in the league. Um only, only third to Jonathan Taylor from the Colts and Nick Chubb from the Browns. Um, and then fourth in the league for rushing touchdowns with 13. Uh, Jonathan Taylor again took the top of that list and a few other boys around the league, James Connor, uh, Damian Harris. Um, and then yeah, Joey Mix. So Joey Mixon top five in uh, both those categories. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, it is good. Um, there's another player that. Had a lot of rushing yards this year, but he didn't play much. Derrick Henry from the Tennessee Titans. He missed, I think it was it was well over half the season, and he was still in that top five category, I'm pretty sure, at the end of the year. Which they is were good this year as incredible. well, Incredible. Yeah, they were good. They're, they're going to be coming in the next few years. Which is good to see, because Titans have sort of just been a bit of a, uh, you know, off-centre squad over the last few years. Um, you know, see him turn them around. Like we said. The NFL is opening up a bit. You had Brady and Rodgers and that dominate for years. Yeah, you're coming into a new era. Yeah. And I think Brady's retirement um, is uh, not the nail in the coffin, but you've got Roethlisberger leaving as well. Yeah. Um, definitely, it's the new era. You know, the, the guys that we've watched and loved for years, um, it's their time. You know, you gotta you got to step down at some point. You can't run the show forever. So, new new kids on the block. Yeah, um, it's going to be a, a new NFL for us to watch for years to come. Yeah, and I think that's the thing as well. Like, don't get me wrong, we all love Brady. He's the goat for a reason. Yep. He's awesome to watch. But eighty-five percent of the chats about Tom Brady and is he staying? Is he going to win another championship and all that? Which is good. It is good for the sport. But there's so much more else going on in the league that I don't think gets talked about enough. No, and that's it. When you're focusing so much on, you know, your goats and, the, you know, the goat status and whatever, you, you forget about the, the up-and-coming boys. And though they, they get their props when they perform, um, but, yeah, Tom Brady sort of stepping out of the spotlight now, you, you give these boys their run. Yeah, and the quarterback role is changing as well. You've got blokes that are rushing it now, like Lamar Jackson. It's so, awesome, awesome. To see, it's so awesome to see the the quarterback rush because you look back on days like Michael Vick and everything like that, and they were just – they were the quickest blokes on the on the field almost. Like, it was – it definitely does do a lot for the game. You know, like, you, you're not just expecting, you know, drop back quarterback. You don't have to worry about him leaving the pocket. Now you've got blokes, Patrick Mahomes, even Joey Burrows, the way they escape – Especially if you're Joey Burrows and you're, you're getting sacked 51 times, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you've got to learn to be quick on your feet, so. Yeah, well, that's it. And like you said, it's, um, I feel like NFL is getting a little bit exciting again. As Australians, a lot of people that um, watch it from here, they say the game is too long. Do you think it's too long? It's sort of hard. It depends if how invested in the sport you are. From a from an outsider point of view, obviously, if you don't understand that this is what American sport is, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff start. It's it's a TV sport. Um, it's definitely going to seem too long, you know, to someone like that. But if if you've come up and you're you're watching it the whole time, you sort of understand what's happening. You understand why it goes for that long. The game is getting quicker, but they are they are cutting it down. But um, I don't think it's too long. It is the game that it is. You know, it's not like you're watching, you know, and like Major League Baseball or whatever. Um, 
And it's, it's, it's really funny when you actually, you're talking to the same people who sit there on the couch drinking tinnies for five days watching the, uh, the test cricket and then say that the NFL is too long just for there to be a draw. Yeah, exactly. Or married at first sight. If you're watching that, <laughs> you should probably tune out for now because that's not really what we're about. But, um, you're right in saying that. A lot of people will like that with soccer or football, as, as you say. They say, oh, it's a boring game, but it's, it's a lot of bit of patience about it as well. I think it's, yeah, with every game, if you're, if you're not really invested in it, um, you're going to think it's too long or it's boring. But if you, if you have the passion for the sport, I guess that's what, you know, why there's different sports on TV now because everyone has their thing. So, you know, lucky for us, we're, we're all across the board and, you know, we're, we're interested in, in multiple things and hopefully getting all the listeners, you know, a bit more wrapped around what's actually happening rather than just sticking to one or two sports. So, Yeah, well, that's it. We, we, even our conversations regardless of the podcast, I think we talk about sports in general and it can, it can throw just as we're talking now off the cuff. We're very typical 25-year-olds living in a country town. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So a um, bit, bit happening in the EPL. Um, yeah, yeah, heaps happening across across the across the water. Yeah, uh, we talked about Man United last week. I think you gave him enough tongue lashing as it was, but oh, I could give him plenty more. Yeah, exactly. But I think teams like Newcastle, um, yes, they've been bought out, but they're starting to become a bit exciting as well. Yeah, a few few results. Um, you know, still losses here and there, but you know, get up over over Villa. Villa mid-table. Yeah, Eddie Howe was basically at Bournemouth, and um, I I couldn't believe he got sacked from there. He did a he did a wonderful job. He's an up and coming young coach, and like we just talked about in the NFL, um, two youngest coaches take him to a Super Bowl. Well, he didn't really get too much of a chance there. Yes, some of their players got bought out, but I think he um, he's going to fit in super there. And if they've got the money to spend at the transfer market, they can stay out of relegation zone. Newcastle might be a team to watch. It's pretty much like they're they're reinvented. Um, obviously, when they first got bought out, still pretty piss poor results. Um, but you're starting to see a bit of an up from them. Um, you know, a few victories here and there. Um, you're going to see them actually come into their own soon. Uh, like you said, you've got you know the manager getting dropped by Bournemouth, and you're not sure if if it's they're underperforming or, you know, teams are looking for something new. It's the same with Villa. Um, you know, you you drop Dean Smith, who, you know, Birmingham local, he was, you know, crowd favourite, but crowd favourites don't win your matches. So, um, so if you're, you're sitting mid-table, why not take a chance, bring Stevie G back into the, uh, back into the Premier League? It's off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? Time for a bit of NBA talk now. I've got Liam and Corey back with me. Episode two, boys. Welcome back. Thanks for having us. Yep, good to be here. Uh, we had my Pistons just going down today to the Wizards by nine points. Very unlucky. Who bit cares? of a bit of a playoff <laughs> push though. I can feel it. Nobody cares. The Thunder in the OT against the Knicks went up by four points. And the old Aussie Josh Giddy having his second triple double in a row, and the three youngest triple doubles in the NBA. That's bloody impressive. Oh, really. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, it's so a little facts off the dome there for you, mate. And then you had the Nets, snapped an 11-game losing streak. Yep. And uh, Seth Curry. I was going to put him on the Patreon today for those that follow it. I thought, oh, Seth Curry over 15 points, and Corey gave me Dunkin' Donuts on that and said, <laughs> don't touch him, but he ended up top scoring. So yeah. 
Um, yeah, Nets snapped that 11-game losing streak, and uh, they're back in form. Yeah, the Blazers in a big upset win against the Bucks. My yes, boy. they they had no Giannis, but uh, very impressive. The young man Anthony Simons yep. is coming into his own. Mentioned him, in, uh, mentioned him in episode one, so if you had to listen back then, you would have uh, Crystal got a fair warning about my boy. The Bulls took the W against the Spurs as well today. John J. Murray, my smoky man, was good, but um, DeRozan again had forty nuggets. He's uh, he's been very impressive this year. And uh, our Patreon bet, that was a lock bet for the day, to take us to 49-14. and 14. Nikola Vukovic, he had 25 points and we needed him just to get 22, so that was good. And Liam, run me through this one. You got done by 30 against the Pelicans. Yeah, it's not good. I honestly think it might be the, the minutes the starters have been playing over the last good couple of weeks. You know, they've all been pushing 40 minutes each game. I think it's catching up to us. Yeah, it's taken their toll. Um Again on that, all three of our teams lost today by the looks of it. You had the Jazz by 34 over the Rockets. Tori, did you watch any of it or are you just a bit flat? I, I didn't watch any of it. I didn't watch any NBA today, to be honest. Um, I mean, just by looking at the scores, um, we didn't have really anyone that stood out. Um, and that, oh, Kevin Porter Jr. shot pretty poorly, but eight assists, I suppose, is all right. But, um, yeah, Jazz got Rudy Gobert back today, which would have helped a lot with the... Did rim- nothing today, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, but it was still... It's, yeah, it's, it's, still a, big, it's a big bad. presence there. Yeah, 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 with Hassan sure. Whiteside coming off the bench lately, he's been dominating. I think he got seven blocks the other day. Hassan. Hassan Whiteside, though, um, there's big talks about him that he just does not train, he doesn't do anything. Like, he could be a star. He's yeah. like DeMarcus Cousins, really. Just yeah. another one of those sort of, you know, could be... Yeah, he's so just, his two K rating he, early on got the two K rating he wanted, and then just <laughs> he looks very it. he looks very lazy on the court. Yeah, he does look lazy. Yeah. Um, Nuggets had a good win by ten points over the Magic, and then the Warriors dropped another one against the Clippers today. Curry found a bit of form. He had thirty six. But are you worried about the Warriors, or do you you boys reckon that they're still going to be alright when the when the time crunches? Uh, does Draymond come back? Does he come back this year? Yeah, I think he, yeah, he, he does come back. Game. He, oh, he, he, he does come back. It's yeah. just, it's it's funny that people go, oh, Draymond doesn't have big points, but he, he, he orchestrates the team. That's correct, yeah. he, he, he he runs it from there, and you can tell he's got a good NBA. When you hear him on the analysis talks, yeah. he knows what yeah. he's talking about. So no, I think um, I think Golden State could probably still pull one out of the fire, but they yeah. Yeah, they they'd want to start getting some form at the right time of the season. Yeah. Absolutely, Draymond makes that team, so you get him back. It's yeah. If you get the big three back together, you know, like Draymond, Clay, and Steph, and they get to the you know late playoffs and stuff, and they're gelling, you don't, you know, yeah. There's a team that's going to probably run through a few. Curry's, Curry's eventually going to hit a hit some form, isn't he? So it's yeah, just a matter it's a of time. Forty point games around the corner, you can kind of feel. It's a matter it. of time. I don't well, know. if that hand's still bothering, or because he had a little niggle in his shooting hand, I think yep. for a while there, and that's probably part to why he's been in that form slump. Um, um, but whether. He gets through that. Um, I don't know. Hopefully he does. We just touched on the Raptors getting done by 30. I love bringing it back up again. But CJ McCollum, uh, 23, 4, 5 and 2 steals today. I said that, I said there was a few nothing trades that sort of did happen, but he's been a really good piece for the Pelicans earlier. Yeah, that's not a nothing trade anymore, is it? He's no. showing his worth now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, Gary Trent, uh, you gave him some votes last week. Wasn't really up to it today. I checked it earlier today. He was zero from 11 from the field. and uh, No other stats either. 
Yeah. And up to half time, you had nothing. So. He is it, capable of these kinds of games, though. Yeah, I've seen it before. He, he is young. Yeah. He's only 23. <laughs> is uh, is he a chance to feature in the fraud awards from any of the boys? Yeah, he might make a mention later on. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to wait and see. So stay tuned for the fraud award later, along with our SC MVP. But uh, now it's time we looked at the Eastern Conference last week. I reckon we touched on the Western Conference this week, and just go through the teams and uh, see who's contenders and who are pretenders. So Foo Fighters, Corey, take it away, mate. Radio. Um, obviously, first in the Western Conference, we got the Phoenix Suns on a. Uh, last 10 games, 9-1 and one, on a win streak of 5. Automatic contenders. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, they're my favourite, actually. Yeah. They're my favourite. Yeah. They'll go deep, for sure. They're just so consistent across the board, aren't they? So, um, you got the Warriors at second in the conference. Definite contender. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Contender. Memphis, the surprise package. Contender. Yeah, contender, actually. Keeps, like, pop, keeps on popping up, don't they? Yep. Yeah. They're, fe- they're featured... Early on last week, I know John Morant, you had him. You had the Grizzlies in the votes. Yeah. Let's see if they vote again today. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we've got the Utah Jazz. Contenders for me. I Contend- know. Yeah. I know they've had fraud years, and not necessarily fraud. They've lost in game sevens and stuff. But I feel like they're a bit more of a experience and more of a complete. Do you think package. they can win it all? Do you honestly? That's why I say they're contenders. For yeah. me, contenders is someone. That's not just going to make the Eastern Conference semi-finals or the Western Conference semi-finals. For me, it's someone that can make the finals, whether or not they can win it. I think they're a contender. They're on a six-game winning streak as well. I'd probably go the other way. Not to say that they're fraudulent and they're terrible or anything like that. I just don't think that they can win it all. I think Donovan Mitchell always flicks a gear when he gets to the playoffs. We've seen that the last couple of years, but... I just don't think he has anyone to really climb with him. You know, Rudy Gobert's good, but... Are they, so you wouldn't put them in that top bracket? No, nah, not in the top echelon. I'm no, probably I, with, think, yeah. I think Grizzlies and Utah Jazz being three and four is actually a good separator the top three from the, from yeah. the rest. But I, do I, you reckon, think, do I you think they're borderlining it, though. Do you, reckon, they are. you reckon Memphis and who would win out of a series, Memphis or Utah? If they I would, would, yeah, that's what I mean. I think Memphis would probably... I reckon yeah, Memphis yeah. would do them. Maybe in, se- maybe in seven. Like, it might be 4-3. But I, I reckon Memphis would probably I mean, Jar, Jar obviously leads the league in... Um, Points in the paint, doesn't he? Yeah, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, if, if, if they were to play in a series, you what got is he, Rudy, 6-1? Yeah, you got 6-2, yeah. yeah. If they were to play in a series, you got Rudy Gobert he, protecting the paint the whole series. It might be a bit more difficult for him, so I don't know. Throw it down. I'd probably have to say Utah in a series if they were to play those two teams. But, um, yeah, I tend to agree with Thorny. I don't think Utah can win it, but um, they're, they're still around roundabouts. So, uh, moving on, we got Dallas. With that trade for poor singers, I know Luke has been going electric, but you, how long can that last for before teams figure it out? I think it's ridiculous to say. I think they're pretenders. Yeah, pretenders. For yeah, me. I yeah, I'm yeah. not. I think a lot of the flames coming out of that that side. Yeah, I don't can, know. Luke is still great, but he's always going to be great. Very one-dimensional. You can only rely on one player for so long. You know? yeah, like yeah, one right. player is not going to take you to a. They need someone else averaging at least 20 a game yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. They can't get by without that. I mean, you still got Dinwiddie to come in and play, I guess. Um, yeah, true that. We're yeah. still yet it's... to see what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to be the difference. I don't think he's going to take him no, he's deep gonna, into a playoffs run. Not going to take him to the finals and no. win it all. So, pretender. Yeah. Luke is having a bit of a LeBron run at the start of his career. Not much around him. Maybe one or two half-decent players and... 
We'll see where that takes him, but yeah. yeah. What else we got? We got sixth seed at the moment is Denver Nuggets. If you get Jamal Murray back. Do they? Well, he's yeah. due, he's due, yeah, he's back, due back, back. Yeah. but same thing that I said with the Nets last week. Are they going to have enough time to get that chemistry? Like, I know they've played a lot of basketball together, but... I think if, Murray's lucky that he's number two in that side. If players like Aaron Gordon and Will Barton play that 15 points a game minimum, Will I think a, they're contenders. But for right now, for me, they're just pretenders. Will Barton's a fucking fraud for me. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not about him. <laughs> I'm not about him. Hopefully he features in the yeah. Florida Wars later. No. I don't know. I'm not about him. Anyway, moving on to Minnesota. They are a good side. They should be... I don't know, but the injuries probably... I mean, D'Lo's been out in and out of the team all year. <coughs> Aaron... Uh, what's his name? Um, Edwards. Yeah, Edwards. He can. He's hot and cold, Yeah, but he's good. But for me, personally, the Timberwolves are a massive threat when it comes to... I don't yeah. think that they can win it, but they can have that sort of a team run where they shock teams like the Atlanta Hawks did last year. Yeah. I think they can have that run and they're not... I think it's not their year this year, yeah. but I think that they're exciting to watch. They've got a, a bit more depth than what they used to have. And Healthy, you don't want to play them. No. No. And I reckon Pat Beverly has actually taken them up a gear defensively. He's a good off-the-bench player. I'm a massive advocate for Patrick Beverly. Pret- pretenders in the sense of they can't probably win it all, but you know if they finish 7th, 8th, or even 6th, and you they play a 3rd or a 2nd seed... Like, you just never know. They I might be able to upset yeah. a side early on if I think the team's not on. I think they're more dangerous than, a, like, your Dallas Mavericks. Even Denver, I would say. that they, Yeah. You know, they've probably like, got... Yeah. They've got the five. Who's, what's their record at the moment? Um, 35, uh, 31 or something. Like that. 29 wins, 30 losses. Yeah. Yeah, so they're nearly... Sorry, sorry. 30 even, wins, 27 losses. 30 wins, 27 losses. Sorry. Well, that's all right. That's, yeah, so they're yeah. above 500. Yeah. That's not too bad. Yep, moving on. We've got the Clippers, 29 and 30 well, on the year. Look at the wins they've been putting up at the moment without their two best players. Yep. If you, don't, if you don't get Kawhi back to his full, if at all, you can't win it. If Paul George comes back and if a miraculous happened, those two players are playing, they're still contenders for me. Yep. Uh, pretenders, but, yeah. yeah, again, one of those teams that could shake, shake a, a top-rated side early yep. on if they're not in form. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to say pretenders as well. Um, then we've got the Lakers. Interesting. I'm gonna say pretenders. Like everyone goes, it's LeBron effect. It's they're gonna turn it around, and you see that they will. They played right against the Warriors the other day, but the proof's been in the pudding. Everyone's been waiting for the turnaround since the start of the season when they got flogged in the fucking first game. Okay. There's been no turnaround. Why should we back them now? Just because. You go, oh, they've got the star players. Pretenders. They're 26 and 31 at the moment, and the Pelicans, that said, Lakers are the ninth seed at the moment Yeah. in the play-in, um, and you've got the Pelicans who are sitting 11th at 23 and 34, so Lakers could actually eventually drop out of that play-in category, like that window, so I don't know. We've got no reason to trust them, so why would they? No, it's one of those no. ones that you really have to look at the side after the All-Star break and go, you know, this is going to define your season these next 25 games yeah. if you really want to do something. They're the next 10, like the first yeah. five to 10 it's games always after. It's critical. Yeah. It's going to set them up for... The if Avery Bradley's starting, they're not even going to play the playing tournament. That's <laughs> Who? Exactly right. Who? Can't be any worse than our boy Westbrook, can he? Yeah. <laughs> he might feature again as well. <laughs> right, at the 10th seed, we've got Portland. No. 
No. You've sold your players. I know you've had a three-win streak, like you said before, Liam. But I think, yeah, it's the, it's the end of them. And I see Lillard going as well. Just yep. a little hot take. Yep. Uh, so the 11th seed, we've got the Pelicans. I just said them. Man, look, you look at their squad. They've got a pretty handy squad. Can they make a push for the play-in? I think they can. With uh, Portland sitting above them at 24, yep. Pelicans are at 23. So there's an e- like they could easily overtake Portland, in, in my opinion. And possibly the Lakers, depending on what... Well, they fucking is, is Zion a chance to come back this year? Is he? Don't know. Yeah, no. Don't know. Don't don't know I haven't seen many reports. I've, I think I saw something that he's gone away to do more rehab. But yeah, I haven't actually read into him. Much. Oh yeah, I like you said. I can see him making a play in, maybe making the playoffs, but pretenders. And I think probably the rest of the list is out looking. Yeah, at it, rest of the list. You got um, San Antonio, Sacramento, uh, OKC, and my boys Houston holding up the ladder at the bottom. Yeah, where they should be. So, facts. <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about the IPL soon, and uh, we'll be back after that. We had to talk about the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference, but we all have our MVPs, our favourite players to watch. What do you boys reckon are your top five for this year so far? Um, yeah, well... It's pretty tight at the top, that's that's for sure. I'm probably going to have to... Personally, I've got Jokic on top at the moment. Um, just having an unreal year. Even better than his MVP winning year last year at the moment. So, he's my number one for now. And then I've got Giannis. I think Giannis is second. I've got Embiid at third. I've got Chris Paul at fourth. Might be a bit controversial, I don't know. Don't but I think, I think, well, he's led them to the top seed... Um, leading the league in assists Leading the league in assists it, well, Like I said in episode one He's averaging Well like 18, 5 and 13 Over the last couple of weeks Or something stupid like that And I think Steph is still just in there Just in there In the top five for me As I said It's hard between Steph and Jar DeMar DeRozan is definitely Putting forward a pretty Big case as well To be in the top five So 31 bucks he's at at sports 31 bucks he's paying He's paying less than Devin Booker Paying more. Uh, paying more, sorry. Devin Booker's at $23 and DeMar is at 31 which is, yeah, well, I think it should be the other way around. But yeah. it's probably got something to do with the Phoenix seeding up the top. Yeah, um, I think my players are relatively similar like most people's would be, but I think the order's probably where mine will differ from you. Um, I'm going to go Joel Embiid um, for number one. I think he's he's had a ripper year. Um you know, he was real close last year as well. Him and Jokic again battling it out, to, you know, down the stretch sort of thing to get there. I think Joel takes that next step um, and gets the crown. Um, and then, yeah, tossing up really between Giannis and Joker for two and three. Could go either way. Um, Chris Paul doesn't quite get there in mind. He'd probably be sixth or seventh, I think. You know, stellar year again. But... Um, I'm actually going to put Jar Morant at four. Wow. I think he has, if he can continue doing what he's doing now for the rest of the season, he's going to go pretty close. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I would I would probably put DeRozan as my five, and Steph probably is in that six or seven, I think. Yeah. Fair enough. Lovely. So, obviously very similar as well. I've gone off the cuff. I'm the host of the show, but I've been given absolutely no props for this. <laughs> So I'm sitting there with my hands tied behind my back. But I've got Jokic for me at uh, number one. I said it last week. I gave him three votes for the MVP if he's tuned in for episode one. And um, 
he's proven time and time again he's had no Murray around him, no Porter Jr., and they're still sitting at plus 500. Like, he, the way he shoots the ball, you know how he has his elbow above his head and he has that sort of a weird arc? He has a bit of arc, yeah. Yeah, arc, it's, yeah, it's... Hard it's, to defend, though. He hits it up and over his that's head. That's what I mean. He's unbelievable. So, for me, Jokic is number one, and I think he is... He has that little bit of an outright at the moment. I feel like it's just there for a bit for me. Number two, I'm going to go Yoel Embiid as well. I think same thing in a way. He's had no Simmons there. They've had the controversy all year. And the Sixers front office were happy to sort of go, all right, let's just see what happens this year and figure out this in the background. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they've gone, hang on a minute, this team's still bloody good. Yeah. We're still carrying it here. We better do a trade let's here. Let's get a piece. And he, while he's in his prime, yeah. let's do right by him because yeah. he's stuck by us and yeah. do the right thing. Yeah. So um, number two, Yoel. Number three, I'm going to go Giannis. Um, obvious reasons. You saying it the other day against the Lakers. It was about a week ago now, but when he wants, he's, he does what he wants. He's, yeah. um, he's the unbelievable. The top three is really close. And you know like what? Anybody could take it. I think you were the same as me, Liam. I'm not sure about you, Corey. But there was, a way, there was a while there. I wouldn't say I was a Giannis hater, but I didn't feel like he was proven. Yeah. I felt like he was, oh, yeah, he has his big games, then he fades away. But obviously... Last finals against the Suns, he you just go, oh, give him his flowers. He's he doesn't done. get tired now. He just knows the job he has to do, and he keeps rocking up and doing it. Number four for me, and I cannot believe you boys left this man out, <laughs> LeBron James. I know he's in the shit side. I know all of that. He's but he, he's putting up he's putting up unbelievable points per game. Like Bronson said in that episode one, he's tired. He's doing all of that he can, and he's still putting up at thirty seven. He is literally, if you put him in any team right now, he'd still nearly take you to the playoffs. I know they're sitting at what, wherever they are, but it is just unheralded what's happening over there. And number five for me, and it's funny that we talk about it, the top three players of all of us were centres. Centres mm. in the league, mm. that's that's what the league's becoming now. But number five for me is a toss-up between Ja Morant and also Chris Paul. And at this stage, I'm going to give it to Chris Paul. One, because I feel like he controls the floor more. And he's been, it's been his most consistent year I've ever seen him. He's dominating like that, and they're number one seed in the West for a reason. So, five to Chris Paul, unlucky John Morant, but they're my votes for the MVP. Get ready, loosen those vocals up, Tubbs. Here it comes. Here we go. Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. Oh, that ball is close. He's going Time for a bit of IPL talk now. We've got a special comments man here, Liam Thorne. Loves his cricket. What do you reckon, mate? They just had the mega fucking auction over the weekend. Yeah, big. Over two days. Um, you know, Aussie cricket's coming to an end. Um, we've got the test coming up, obviously. But for now, um, lots of players prepping for the IPL, the big cash money of the year for a lot of cricketers now. So... Um, this year it's a bit different. They've added two new teams, the Gujarat Titans and the Lucknow Super Giants. Um, so with the two new teams coming in, lots of players have had to, um, you know, if they weren't um, under sort of a known contract, they've all been sort of put in a pool and redrafted. So you've obviously got your big Indian players who are local over there. Um, they've stayed with some of their sides that they were already with. Um and yeah, we had some Aussies go over as well and some big contracts with the Aussies and a few snubs that we'll touch on in a bit in a minute. Um, 
So the teams who I've sort of run through, I've got their notable players on, on the sides and some of their contracts. So Chennai Super Kings, who have been a really good side the last few years. Um, you've got Ravi Jadeja, one of the best T20 players in the world. He went for just under 3 mil. Mm. MS Dhoni, 2.24 mil. He is a proven performer at the top level in all formats. Um, wealth of knowledge, great player. Uh, and then they've got Deepak Chahar for 2.6 million, and he will Ooh. feature in some comments later about his contract. Ooh. So we move on to the Punjabi Kings. They've got Shikadawan for 1.5 mil. Shikadawan. Kegiso <laughs> Rabada from South Africa. Tear away quick. All the household names, by the way. Yeah, that's right. You'll know them. A bit like myself. And uh, Johnny Bairstow. Um, yeah, oh, not much Johnny about him. Don't, not a big fan. The street fighter. Yeah. Life. So, yeah, they'll have, a pretty, they'll have a pretty good side. They've got some good players in that side. Um, we'll move on to the Kolkata Knight Riders. They've got Paddy Cummins, 1.3 mil. So that's not a bad contract, I reckon, considering last year he was on over $3 million. They picked him up for, for a fair bargain. Uh, Shreyas Iyer, very good T20 player, um, you know, proven it on the national sna- stage as well as their domestic comp. Andre Russell and Sunil Narayan are two retained players, great overseas West Indians. Andre Russell can turn a game for anyone. Sunil Narayan, bit of a mystery spinner. I don't know if everyone's worked him out yet. He's been around a while. Um, Rajasthan Royals, Ravi Ashwin um, for about 900k. Um, Great player. Pretty cheap, Been, yeah, very cheap, I think. Um, touch on his contract a bit later mm-hmm. as well on him as a player. So, uh, Trent Bolt, 1.4 million. Lots of people see him as a great test player, but is actually very well known in the T20 circuit for being a very tight and handy bowler. And then you've got Shimron Hetmeyer as well from the West Indies at 1.5 mil. My man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your man. <laughs> <laughs> um, the new side, the Titans. So they've got uh, Muhammad Shami, 1.1 mil. Um, Lockie Ferguson from New Zealand, 1.9. Shubman Gill, Hardik Pandya and Rashid Khan are three players that they um, had retained from an earlier um, contract. Lockie so, Ferguson, he bowls heat, doesn't he? Real quick, yeah. 150 plus. Yeah. So he'll be great. Uh, Shubman Gill, great opening bat, um, has been you know top of their Indians players um, for a while. Hardik Pandya, another great all-rounder, can turn a game with bat or ball. And Rashid Khan, if you don't know who Rashid yep. Khan is, then you've been living under a rock. Yeah. Um, the Lucknow Supergiants, Quinn and Decock, 1.25 mil. We love Pick Decock. Yeah, we love Quinno. Uh, <laughs> Jason Holder, 1.6 mil. Test, uh, West Indies test captain, great player, good T20 player. Uh, you've got KL Rahul, great opening bat in T20 format. Uh, and Marcus Stoinis, the Hulk from Australia. Mm. So a big oil rig. Big, big rig. Um, <clears throat> Royal, Challenge, Royal Challenges Bangalore. Faf Duplessis, 1.3 mil. Good player. Yeah, very good player. Uh, Josh Hazelwood, another Aussie. Big contract, 1.4. So good to see him getting some extra dollars on he's, the side. Uh, he's last over in that super over the other night. Unreal. Pretty, so, yeah. so Hazelwood's on more coin than Cummins. Yeah. Hazelwood was the most until we had one picked up at the end and Tim Day. What was he on? 1.4. Yeah, for six weeks of cricket. Bit yeah. of pocket change. Yeah, not bad. And then they retained Virat Kohli and Glenn Maxwell on that side as well. So there's ah. two pretty handy players <laughs> yeah, to right. retain. Um, the Delhi Capitals, um, another 
um, side that's been reasonably successful as of late. I'm pretty sure Ricky Ponting is one of their coaches, if not yes, the I coach. So. I read that. Um, David Warner, 1.15 mil. He made about 2.5 mil last year, so a bit of a pay cut, but, you know, bargain price. Mitch Marsh, 1.2 mil. Just had a T20 cup of his life, um, so bargain. And their players they retained, Prithvi Shaw, Rishabh Punt, fantastic cricketer, yeah. Rishabh Punt, um, Aksar Patel, great spinner, and Unric Nortier from South Africa. Um, Sunrisers Hyderabad, my tip for the worst team, but they've still got Nicholas Puran at two mil, who's a fantastic West Indies cricketer. Kane Williamson, um, one of the Gun. best we've ever seen. Yeah. Doesn't matter what format he's in, he will make runs. Yeah. Um, still think those two are extremely good players. Don't see the depth there on that side. And then my team, the Mumbai Indians, um, Ishan Kishan for 2.8 mil. Um, good player, young player, bit of a mystery spinner. Um, he'll go right. Rohit Sharma, uh, Kieran Pollard, and Jasprit Bumrah Jeez. are their three players that they retain. So very, very handy stocks. Yeah. So... <clears throat> Over the course of the two days of the mega auction, um, we saw some Aussies getting their contracts and some first-timers, but some big names who missed out, Ben McDermott, Steve Smith, Aaron Finch, Marnus Labuschagne, Adam Zampa, and Enriques were all unsold at the end of the auction. Um, McDermott leading the BBL 11 in runs, 577 at 58, an average of 58, strike rate of 153. Probably still doesn't get you a contract in the IPL. You've got to be able to make runs in India. doesn't matter how many you can make in Australia. Never relevant. You've got to be able to do it over there. Um, but my shock of all the shocks was Zampa not getting picked up. He's been one of the best white ball bowlers we've seen in the last couple of years. Bowls stump to stump, leg spin. Um, doesn't have a big sample size in the IPL. 14 matches, 21 wickets at 17. That's a pretty good, pretty good uh, average. Um I think his economy is around seven, so it's good for a spinner. Yeah, um, so they're they're my takes from that, um, and now we might move into the best contracts. Who I saw were the best contracts picked up in the in the two days. So Quinn and DeCock, I think, for one point two five million, seventy seven matches, twenty two hundred runs, and an average of thirty one. He can either bat up the top or in the middle. Great versatility. You need that in a T twenty side. Um, Hasn't made a great name for himself in maybe the red ball format, but is extremely good in the white ball. He, um, also a good gloveman. So. He re- he, did he resign from Test cricket? Test cricket? Yeah, it? he might have actually. Yeah, yeah. So I saw something. It was a while ago now. Something happened with him. Um, yeah, he wasn't too happy with. Yeah, I can't remember what what the reasoning was, but yeah. Anyway, um, moving on. So Jason Roy for three hundred and seventy k. Um, 13 matches, 330 runs at an average of 30. Not a huge sample size, but international T20 cricket, he has a strike rate of 140. Yeah. Um, this bloke can take away games from oppositions real fast. Maybe, you know, not the best player in the draft, but I think for 370k, um, pretty sure the Sunrisers picked him up, so they'll be happy with that. And then Ravi Ashwin as my last best contract. 900k, 145 wickets at 27 with an economy under seven. Yeah. Proven off spinner, has the mystery balls. Um, 
is always coming clutch in a lot of games as well. You always yeah. hand him the ball in the pressure moments, and he, he always um, seems to deliver. Arguably one of the best bowlers in the world right now, isn't he? I would, I would say he'd probably be the best. Test bowler. Test like, bowler, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Rashid Khan's obviously the best white ball probably spinner, but Ravi Ashwin for less than a million dollars for some what some of these worst contracts I'm about to yeah. You know, he can hold yeah. a bat too. Yeah, he can. Yeah, yeah. he's not. The, he's no schmuck. So we'll move on to the worst contracts. Now, bear in mind, I don't know these blokes personally. I don't know them that well, but I will. I will. You know, pick some players out who really? I think are worth it. Shuttle Thakur. Who? I oh, know. <laughs> Two million bucks. Sixty-one matches, and he's got sixty-seven wickets at an economy of nine. Bowling average of 28, and he's made 53 runs at six. So you're telling me Cummins is not as good as him in a t- T20? Or Hazelwood? Or Hazelwood. He or must even... be married to a princess. It <laughs> <laughs> just makes no sense to me it at all. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right, uh, nothing D- can top that. So Deepak Chahar, 2.6 million. 63 matches with 59 wickets, so he's not even getting a wicket a game. Yeah. Economy of eight. And averages 29 with the ball, 79 runs at 11. Yeah. $2.6 million was one of the highest contracts that went. I don't, you know, these blokes might come out and have fantastic seasons, but I don't see where the money's at right now. There's no proof in the pudding. There's no, there's really not. There's no, I don't see. The, well, no, I reckon I could go out there and not give these teams a wicked game as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> give them less than one a game. And that's why you're playing Wicked Team. That's why I'm playing. And then my team. last one, uh, we'll get off the Hayden after this, but Avesh Khan, 1.8 million, 25 matches, got 29 wickets, um, at 26, economy of 8.2. So not really saving you that many runs. He's not, you know, going at a real world-beater average. Doesn't look like he bats much from what the stats were saying. So 1.8 mil, it's a lot of dough for someone who isn't giving you much. So for those that haven't tuned out to 95.3 SRFM or listening to Hobber and Hing on the Arvos for Triple J, <laughs> you've touched on it earlier. Who's the team that Sports Confidential should be following this year? Who's the team that, if we're going to put some money on it, if the Patreon is going to be looking at it, who should we be looking at, Land? Yep, righto. So I've got, a, I've, got, I've got two tips. So one is the team to outright win and the other will be the player of the tournament. So the outright tip, I'm going to say, is Mumbai Indians. Um, you know, they've got Rohit Sharma, who has cleaned up in the last few years in terms of um, team awards. Um <clears throat> he started his reign with them as captain in 2013. Um, they've won five titles since he's been there. So very successful. Um, and he is actually my man who I think will uh, be the player of the tournament. Hasn't set the world alight in any means in the last couple of years, averaging 30, strike rate of about 130, 135. But he's 34 now. He's played enough cricket to know where he's going to get his runs and how he's going to, and how he's going to go about it. So I'll be back in... Um, I'll be back in him to play maybe best bat and player of the tournament. I think Mumbai Indians as a whole, great talent all round. You've got Rohit Sharma, Kieran Pollard, Jasper Boomer, Jofra Archer, Daniel Sams, Tim David, the big Aussie contract, yeah. and Riley Meredith, who went real cheap and he bowls real fast. He bowls fucking smoke. T20. So hard to see these guys not being at the pointy end of the season with a list like that. 
Um, most successful side. Sports betting got five, uh, got them at five dollars fifty to win it. So they're, I think, their second favourite to win it, just off the outright betting. But looking good and. Yeah, back into the hills. No, well done, mate. Thanks for the research. It's good to see that the bank's getting a lot of heavy at the moment. But <laughs> obviously, you've been doing your research and the dunnies there. So thank you very much, mate. And uh, after this, we're going to talk about AFL. And then we're going to get straight into the SC MVP and everyone's favourite, the Fraud Award. Bit of AFL talk now. We're about a month away from the AFL season. Uh, we looked at a couple of teams last week. We looked at North. We looked at Collingwood. We looked at Jake Stringy Packer. Uh, big man. He's probably going to win the brown load. But let's touch on a couple of bottom teams there for a bit. Right, yeah. We've got the Gold Coast Suns. What do we uh, what do we make of them at the moment? We lost Ben King. Yeah, so we touched on Ben King getting lost last week. Um, they're in a bit of no man's land at the moment. And I feel like... If they have one of those seasons where, you know, they win the first three out of five games and everyone goes, Gold Coast is up and about here, and then they fade away and get their 100-point punishments, yeah. are they a chance to, you know, uh, capitulate and that's the end of them? Well... Or are, are they too big of a franchise now and the AFL has put too much money in them that they can't do that? I don't know. It's going to be hard without Ben King. They're pretty much their, their player, like... You still face got that, of Gold Coast. You still almost. got that Corbett bike, Josh Corbett. Yeah, yeah but he's, he's not going to kick you freaking 40 goals like King will. I can't believe Sexton, Alex Sexton. I actually rate Alex Sexton. So do I. So the funny thing is, he got nominated, oh, sorry, not nominated, he got given um, Team of the Decade, so their first decade. Yeah. He got given Team of the Decade, and then that week he was the second emergency in the team. <laughs> so um, just really goes to show that... <clears throat> Uh, I don't know. I feel like Stuart Jew, he can only work with what he's got. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a couple of blokes that you go, oh, they're, like- surely they're going to come along now. Like, you're Lukosius, you're Rao, you're Anderson. I know Rao and Anderson are only in their second year. Rao's a big talking well, point. Or third year, should I say. Rao's but- a big talking point. Whether he's, Is he going to get back to it, what he was in his first season? Like, those first, what was it, five or six games? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Is that injury, like, is it playing with him mentally? I don't know. Yeah, we well, all want him to. We all love him. Well, he was the prototype for a bit there, wasn't he? Like he looked like the footballer that you wanted to see. Socks up. Um, <laughs> yeah, socks up. Jared Witts comes back though from a big injury. Yeah, good player. Great player. He was at Collingwood. You boys have probably. He was probably a bit younger there when you've yeah. seen him, and he's matured in to the footballer that he <clears> is now. But definitely didn't think he was going to be as good as he is. Yeah. Nah, yeah. that's for sure. But. All right, well, where do you see Gold Coast finishing this year? So, last year they finished... Last year they finished 16th. Um, I think, yeah, I think they finish... I actually think they finish nearly 18th. Ooh. I actually think they finish... Actually, I'll say 17th. Well, that seems so much better. I'll say 17th. <laughs> yeah, exactly I don't right. see them getting any better with without their big forward. Um, I mean, my boy, I love watching Took Miller. Yeah. Um, he's carried them last year or two. Um his his work off the ball is 
fucking elite. Like, if you watch him on the TV, you see him leave a contest and he just runs, like, he's just flat chat to the next one. He works why, harder than anyone in the AFL. Why isn't he the skipper, but David Swallow is? Like, David Swallow, for me, is just your bang average AFL footballer, which is not a bad thing. If you're a bang average AFL footballer, you're a fucking good footballer. Yeah. Was that yeah. just sort of promised to him because he was a higher draft pick and he... Yeah, he's your gentleman's footballer. He's got the clean cut. He's exactly yeah. what you want a captain to be. We've seen it before. Not always the best player is the captain of the side. Yeah. You know, Swallow might get something out of the group that took... I'm sure Took Miller would be a fantastic captain, but, you know, maybe Swallow, you know, presence around the group might have a bit more... Um, might have a bit more feeling to it. You know, they pick up Marby or Chull, who's not, you mm. know, a great player by any means, but... Still another depth player that they're going to have. Yeah. You know, he'll play second ruck, play a bit up forward. Um, Rory Atkins, how long has he been there for? Rory Atkins is on 650k a year. Did he yeah. go there this year? No, nah, he went there last year. So he come from Adelaide from there. Yeah. I mean, and blokes like him, um, you got Hugh Greenwood that's come there as well. Mm, he had a good year. you got um, from Richmond, Brandon Ellis yeah. that's come across yeah. there. Don't get me wrong, all good depth players like Brandon Allen's, I'm not sure if he's on the wing, Richmond supporters will probably roast me for this, but you know, he like he's an attribute towards your premiership team. Yeah. But you shouldn't be paying him six hundred thousand dollars for three years. Yeah. Like yeah. you're throwing your money at players that you know, your regular run players. Run yeah, run of the mill players. And don't get me wrong, like you know, Brandon Allen's has seen premiership success and all of that and he might be able to get a bit of culture into Team success. But that's but that's what you're your senior coaches and all that are there for like I yeah. feel like you get a much better player for that amount of money yeah exactly right yeah. so Gold Coast are exactly where you think they're going to be right now and from what Corey's saying they're going to stay there and to be honest I don't see them probably finishing above 10th at best at absolute oh, best they'd have to start the world a lot yeah because you know, I think we've seen in the last few years their back end of the season has been putrid. They have actually yeah. started the, a f- couple of seasons in the last five years where they've actually been pretty good after six or seven games. Not saying that they've been, you know, going to be in the top four or anything, but they've actually looked like, oh, they, you know, Gold Coast have turned a corner. But then, say after the buy rounds, then they're just fill your boots kind of teams. You know, people go out there and they hunt the Gold Coast Suns because they know they're going to flog them. Fourteenth to eighteenth, I think, is accurate, and I think we'd all be sort of. Slightly happy in a way to say better than that. Yeah, yeah. I would say sixteenth. You know, yeah. Dave Corey roast. We all saying they're not going up, but I don't think they're going. Up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all, exactly. We all want to see them go well. Like yeah. I, I, they've been I'm, in the league long enough now yeah. to go well. I'm big on the underdog. Oh, it's eleven years. And yeah, I like so. watching Gold Coast. I actually like watching them play. Um, they just don't get the wins on the board, True. unfortunately. So. Uh, Moving on, we've got the Adelaide Crows, who finished 15th last year. They're actually an interesting team. Um, ben Keyes, good yeah, player. Yeah, well, he was a run-of-the-mill player. Was, yes. And was. He, he was getting he got roasted by a few blokes in the AFL media who I'm not going to pop because they might be coming up on the Sports, Sports Confidential podcast. But um, <laughs> Could be listening in. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> yeah, to be honest with you... They they're young, they're inexperienced. They got the young Shepherd and boy Jordan Butts, mm-hmm. who played down there at fullback. I Very remember his good. first game against Tom Hawkins. Gave him a bath. He gave him a bath. He did really well there, and um, I I don't expect a lot from him to be honest. You still got your Rory Sloan's there, your Tex Walker, who's been through his own controversy. And that don't mind that um that Philthorpe that Riley. Yeah, had. he looks like he's going to be a serious forward line player for a long time. Well, yeah, he's two hundred two centimeters. Yeah, he. he 
he could be your ruckman, but you've got Sam Jacobs in there. Well, not Sam Jacobs. You've got um, um, Rolly uh, O'Brien. Yep. He's coming there now. He's for very him. good as well. Yeah, he's he. He's like, very good. You got some um, really good AFL standard players. Yeah, I agree. It's just there's a lot of the unknown players in the grey yeah. area between your, you know, your 14th to your 22nd best player. You go, or well, who's going to take that? Where's next it going to come from? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So could um, see him moving up though potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what were they last year? They 15, were 15. 15. Yeah, so I could probably. I'll probably say. Oh, I don't see. Him. I don't see him going up. I'll, I'll say 14th. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, honestly, I feel, yeah, 14th, 15th, I don't see much. I could see potentially ceiling being maybe like 10th, but I would say between 10 and 13, actually. I reckon they will make a slight slight improvement. Yep. And that's only really in the bottom eight. You only got to win, say, two more games than you did the year before, and you'll probably move up a couple ladder positions. So yep. I think that that's probably where Adelaide... Yeah, well, if they won two more games last year, they would have finished, yeah, 13th. Just under Richmond. Yeah. So. so and that's you know that's when you get to start to get into the competitive sides at twelve and eleven. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Hello? Turn this he's thing up. Not a happy man is the Pakistan friends in front of us. Don't give a stuff about him. He's killing all these people with passes, smoking, smoking your fat crap. The ball to the half forward line, and here come Carlton. Good people commentary on uh, my old radio station 3OW in Melbourne that happened at the weekend at Optus Oval. And I can tell you none of that would have been put on. And Rex obviously went very close there to having an all-in brawl with people in the crowd. We'll talk to Rex tomorrow and see if we can't find out from him just what the end result was. I gather the people smoking in front of him uh, were of Indian or Pakistani extraction or appearance. That's how they call the football down in Melbourne on 3AW, and that's what happens when you smoke a cigarette in front of Rex Hunt. That's what I call a decent spray. See you tomorrow at 5.30. We'll move on now. Champion Data have come out with their elite players today, and a uh, few people have been gobsmacked. Obviously, you've got your standard players in there, but Liam, can you run me through a couple of the standards? And more importantly, can you run me through a couple of frauds? So a couple of standards, obviously Jake Stringer. <laughs> He's obviously going to be in there. Yeah, number one rated player in the comp after the buy, so fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Tom Stewart definitely deserves to be there. Toby Green, of course. Marcus Bontempelli, uh, Jack McRae, um, Christian Petrarca, Clayton Oliver. Um, half the Bulldogs side. Ha- yeah, pretty much half the, the Bulldogs. The whole Bulldogs midfield. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely a few omissions. Um, Jack Steele didn't get a gig. Jack Steele didn't get a gig. Ollie Wines didn't get a gig. <laughs> That's pretty big for coming. You just want a brown low, like yeah. Takes home the Charlie. And yeah. He doesn't get uh, him, uh, Max mate. Gorn. Max Gorn didn't get a gig. Yeah. So and you look um, at some of the names on there, like that. Dylan Moore from Hawthorne. He's elite, good, but he's not elite, elite player. No, I wouldn't wouldn't have thought so. Jack wouldn't Scrimshaw wouldn't have him in his super coach. Let Chad alone. Wingard. Hawthorne have got four players in that side. Four players in those, in those rankings sort of things. That's, in the elite. So, um, does anyone know what it goes off? I, I, I don't think a lot of AFL journalists know what it goes off. Like, No. I wouldn't have any of them in my super coach, let alone within the elite status of the AFL for their own categories, to be so honest. So, I reckon there's honestly probably more questionable ones in there than actually set in stone ones in there. I just... Swikowski from Fremantle? Who? Exactly. Like, the biggest one for me is... Liam Ryan? Like, good uh, player. Good player, but what what is elite about him that makes his category of a yeah, small forward better? Yeah. But the biggest one for me is Jeremy Finlayson. 
couldn't get a gig playing at GWS, oh, was, was a reserves player, was a reserves player there. He goes across to Port Adelaide, is it, this year? Yes. Goes yep. across there. How is he elite if he can't get a game at GWS who didn't play finals? Oh, they did play finals, sorry, but they got knocked out early. They talk about him as if he's some ultimate swingman all the time as well, but... Barely you know, got a touch in the granny. His bags are, you know, bags of five goals. Like, yeah. you know, he doesn't have those games where he kicks... He, Potentially to kick eight or nine, but yeah, what? that's a, that's um that's pretty odd. That's the worst. Didn't, didn't even all. see that when I looked at the scanners room before. I did not see Jeremy Finlayson. Yeah. Didn't expect to see him either. GWS missing um, Kelly Whitfield. The only one they had in there was um, Toby Green, which he obviously deserves it. But um, I don't know even Whitfield, Kelly, yeah. Kelly, even like, Kelly. Like I probably wouldn't. I don't know if he makes it, but I reckon he makes it over a few of the players who are actually in these. Getting selected Like Josh Kelly may not deserve to be there He hasn't probably had the greatest last two years But Some of the names on there You'd still say that um, Josh Kelly is ahead of those players But um, Zach Williams from Carlton Is he in there? Like, Adam Trelaw Did he Did make say it? he's elite? Did Zach Williams make Zach it? Zach Williams made it uh, Ahmed Saab uh, Adam Saab I thought it was Ahmed Saab Menegola Did he? Ahmed Saab was at St Kilda That's uh, why Sorry. I would have brought him up <laughs> He lived in a garage Like BT said in the commentary A couple of times But Tom Hickey Tom Hickey had a good year He had a good year Is, but he, is, he, he, is he better than Max Gorn? Like Max Gorn doesn't make it But Tom Hickey does Yeah and they that put makes... him In the same category As Lance Franklin And Isaac Heaney From the same side Like that's, yeah, I, I don't know what that's going off. I think a lot of AFL supporters are in the same boat on that and uh, probably want a couple of answers from the AFL on how that works. But after this, everyone's favourite segment, the SC MVP, and don't forget the fucking fraud award because this week we go in hard. You've stayed up past your bedtime. You've kissed your nana goodnight. She's gone to bed and here we go. One vote this week for the NBL. They've done very well. Jalen Adams, me and my mate Harley McRae watched them for the Sydney Kings the other day. Put down a slam dunk. Awesome to watch. NBL is making moves. They had LaMelo Ball a couple of years ago, and uh, it's awesome to watch. So well done to the NBL. Two votes this week. It hurts me to say it, but it goes to Everton. They've had Frank Lampard come across, and uh, they're making some moves, they've won some games, and it's awesome to watch. So well done to Everton, I hate to say it as well. But three votes this week goes to Matthew Stafford. He was at the Detroit Lions, they hated him for a couple of weeks, and uh, he finally won a Super Bowl as the ring as a quarterback, and uh, LA Rams got the win. So well done to Matty, he gets the three votes this week from Papa, and uh, congratulations, mate. Thorny? Yep, so I've got one vote uh, going to young Sam Ryder in the Phoenix Waste Management Open with his ace on the 16th hole, the loudest hole in golf. Yep. And the rain of beer came down and it was absolutely awesome to watch. It was, you know, golf is one of those sports that needs something like that, a bit of a bit of razzle-dazzle and... It's like curious and that. Yeah, yeah it's like just it's, good to watch the rowdiness yeah. and everybody getting up a bit. So good on you, Sam Ryder. Um, two votes, Tim David. Um, IPL contract, biggest of the Aussies. Um, probably a bit of a... Um, I think he might even be uncaptain the IPL, but having really good um, stint in the Pakistan Super League, I believe, right now. Um, and three votes goes to my old homie, DeRozan. Um 
you know, love this bloke when he was at the Raptors, would have loved to have seen him achieve these sort of feats at the Raptors, would have been absolutely unreal. But his consistency and greatness this season has been um, untouched. I think really just his ability to score mid-range, get to the bucket, lead the team, um, yeah, fantastic. So three votes to Rosen. Yeah. Um, so my SC MVP, vote one goes to Kevin Peterson for calling out the England Cricket Board for the Broad and Anderson dropping. Um, he come out and said it was uh, pretty disgusting if it was their last game for England. Um, in, obviously, it would have been in Australia, but um, I, yeah, I think it's a massive talking point in that. Like, I don't know why they've dropped them. Um, obviously, they've been stalwarts for so long. Um, but yeah, I actually really like Kevin Pearson, obviously a, a former player of the England cricket team, So, and he's come out and called him out. So, yep, that's my one vote. Two votes to, yes, DeMar DeRozan for me as well. Wow. Um, yeah, so he's taken five votes so far. Um, he's formed past, the past week, six straight 35-point-plus games. <laughs> yeah. Last well, person since Michael Jordan for the Bulls to do that too. Yeah, that's... That's fucking massive. Yeah. So he's past seven games. He's averaging 36.8 points, 5.6 rebounds, and 4.8 assists. Um, yeah, he's just carrying that bull side, um, and he's awesome to watch. And he's, yeah, we touched on last week. He's, um, he's added that three-point shot to his game, um, and, yeah, that's why he's taken the uh, two votes for me this week. And the three votes goes to the Aussie young gun, Josh Giddy. Wow. Um, he's obviously just beaten the youngest, um, what was it, the record for the youngest triple-double? Three times over. He beat so. his own record, and then he beat it, or well, he didn't beat it again today because he's a bit older, isn't he? So. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's hit two in a row, the young man. Um, very impressive. He's going to be a star. Um, he's awesome to watch, and he's going to be one to watch for the future. So that's my 3-2-1 for the week. Time for the Fraud Award. There should be a drum roll, and uh, we'll get one of those little uh, snippets in there for that. But I'll start off first. One vote for the Atlanta Hawks. We touched on them last week. Tenth in their conference, and it is honestly completely disappointing. You know, they've got the stars in the team. You've got Trey Young. Capella played more minutes this week, which we talked yes, about. he did, only because John Collins is injured through the All Star break, but even he's been a bit of a fraud. He was, yeah. he's still, he's, even I mean, he's been he, a bit he pulled of a fraud. down, he's plucked seventeen boards, but he didn't do much else. So they're copping one vote this week because you go from an Eastern Conference final to being an absolute fraudulent. So one vote for you. Two votes this week might cost us a contract in the future, but Fox Sports Australia. <laughs> a lot of the stuff that they post is absolute bullshit, and you know why it is bullshit because they say stuff like. The Cincinnati Bengals have gone to the Super Bowl after turning it around from last year. Joe Burrows is a lot like Jason Horn Francis. The quarterback plays a completely different role to what a bloke that is 18 years old, scrawny, playing on the wing does in the AFL. Joe Burrows is a quarterback which is going to lead your team to success, and it is absolute facts. Do not say that Jason Horn Francis is going to be the franchise player of the AFL next year because it's just not true. Two votes this week, Fox Sports Australia. Chris Scott, three votes. And the reason why, he's, he had an interview recently and uh, he basically summarised 
the uh, prelim final last year saying, oh, our players are unwell. We've all heard of it earlier on, that our players are unwell and, you know, we probably should have cancelled the game. There was facts where we thought we should cancel the game and talked about that for a long period of time. But that was your whole interview. Then you tried to save yourself at the end of it by saying, oh, yeah, you know, we still weren't the better team on the day. Mate, you got done by over 80-plus points in a prelim <laughs> final. You weren't going to win the game regardless. Stop trying to cover your tracks at the end of it. You lost. Deal with it. Wasn't good enough. Three votes this week. Chris Scott. Love it. Fair bait. Good work. Uh, yep, righto. So my one vote, uh, another golfer, Jordan Speed. Ooh. Having an average season this year. Again. Um, yeah. Um, one top 10 finish, albeit it was second at Pebble Beach, but missed the cut at the Phoenix Open, tied for 60th. I think he's finished 60th a couple of times and 80th even, and there's only been there hasn't been that many events. So having a bit of a stinker, Jordan. Work on it, mate. Be better. Uh, two votes. Champion data's elite AFL list. <laughs> Come on. Yes. We see it year after year as well. Every year there's... 40 or 50 names on this list or whatever it might be and 25 of them you just go where are they pulling these stats from you know even oh boy even you know your own team you look at it sometimes and you yeah. just go how are these blokes beating such and such and such and such I don't get it again grow up champion data get you know get real with it get some real stats in there show <laughs> us where you're picking these players we want to know I really want to know how they're picking most of these players but my three votes <clears throat> is a bit of a split. Um, Russian Olympic Committee and Camilla Valiva, who's been caught in another doping saga. Jeez. Another one for the Russian Olympic team. If it wasn't good enough back in 2018, I think, when they got banned and they had to form their own committee, they've been done again at the Winter Olympics. Their golden figure skater who was supposed to easily take home a medal 15 years old she's been done for doping um and they're still going to let her take place in the events but if she wins a medal then she won't they won't have a medal ceremony but the russian olympic committee said that they will have their own sort of (laughs) things so fraudulent behavior if i've ever seen it in my life facts so take the three votes wear it on the chin You'll be back in four years. My one vote might be a little bit controversial on the form he's had lately, but I've gone Gary Trent Jr. After having a uh, quite a lengthy spell of unreal form, he's come out and he's absolutely stunk the stadium up. Zero from 11 in the first half, no other stats. Ended the game two from 15 at the field. Um, Yeah. I mean, two he's, or four he's, in the second half, so right. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> it, yes, it is. But he's doing a bit of cardio. Out there. <laughs> yeah, but he's gone from hero to zero pretty quickly. But I mean, he's probably due for a poor game, but not having any other stat. Like he's a really good, really good defensive player. Like steals and yeah, he's good for that. He just had no, he had six points and one rebound for the game. I think so. That's my one vote. My second vote, two votes goes to Alvin Gentry of the Pelicans. Now, I watched a little bit of the uh, Pelicans, uh, who, uh, sorry, uh, Sacramento, sorry. Sorry, I said um, Pelicans, Sacramento. And uh, I was watching the last quarter, and they were down by, I think they were down by 11 or 12 with about six and a half minutes to go. 
and Alvin decides to pull off Sabonis for the rest of the game. Now, I'm not sure what his, what his thought process behind that is. Um, he's a new player. He's just come across. Um, he's obviously an all-star. He's one of my favourite players to watch. Um, and, I'm, yeah, I just don't understand why you'd pull off. <laughs> like, you, you've bought him here for a reason. You want him here in the, there in the crunch time. I mean, 12 points isn't a blowout. That's easily made up in three or so minutes if you He's if probably your enough. best player. He's probably, yeah, the bat, yeah. You see, it a lot. you see it a lot in the NBA. I oh, know. Right? Just, just players getting pulled and just you think they're the worst times. He to put on Rashawn Holmes. Like, I mean, Rashawn Holmes, yeah, exactly. But Rashawn <laughs> Holmes made a name for himself last year, but he's been pretty fucking piss poor this year. I just don't understand what his, um, what the thought process behind that was. Um, yeah. And my three votes goes to the English Cricket Board. Um, Jeez, they've copped it again this week. They've copped they it again. deserve it. Um, I just don't understand the dropping of, yeah, your two best bowlers, um, Broad and Anderson. Um, I'm a bit of an Anderson f- uh, fan now. I listened to his Howie Games podcast, and that was a that was an unreal listen, actually. Um, shout out to Howie. Shout out to Howie for listening, mate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know what they're doing. That's a bit of a shambles. And whether they play another game of cricket for England again, I don't know. If they don't, that's a bit of a fucking fuck up, in my opinion. So they get the three votes for me this week. Well done, boys. We're going to go across to Bronson's SC MVP and Florida votes for this week. Uh, Bronson wasn't able to be with us tonight. We did uh, a little segment earlier on tonight, and he's going to tune in now. Let's find out what his votes are, and uh, we'll get a leaderboard later on. All right, Bronny, time for your SC MVP, mate. SC MVP, let's go. All right, starting off, one vote this week. I'm going to give it to the uh, the Aussie coach, Ange, Ange Postacoglu, over at Celtic FC in Scotland. Um, rocked up over there. Um, bit of a, sh- you know, not the warmest of welcomes. Um, you know, a bit of scepticism, but now he's, he's really come into his own and, you know, sitting on top of the league over there, they've got 63 points, 20 wins, three losses, one point ahead of Crosstown Rivals. Rangers, um, you know, Scottish Premier League isn't a nothing league anymore. Um, you know, it's still pretty pretty tough for competition and, you know, for him to come in and, you know, keep these boys on top of the ladder, um, really awesome to see. It's good for, uh, you know, Australian coaches and just Australian football in general, so one vote goes to them. Uh, two votes, John Morant. Yeah. So John Morant, superstar. We all know it, we all love it, but... Over the last 12 games, averaging something like 31 points, uh, you know, he's, for me, he's in MVP tour. Um, they're winning the games. He's performing day in, day out. He's got, he's got that X factor. He's, he's got bounce. He's got explosiveness. You know, he can shoot. He's exciting, isn't he? He's absolutely exciting. You know, you, people tune in now to like Grizzlies games. They want to see Jammer in. Do jammer in. He sort of reminds me of MVP Chicago Bulls. D Rose. D Rose. Absolutely. Yeah. He's um same like almost same build. Like, you know, they're not the tallest players, but they're they're explosive and they're exciting. So yeah. uh John Morant, shout out. Um, two votes. Yeah, can't wait to have him on the pod. I've actually gonna send him a few messages. Hopefully he doesn't leave me on scene, but I'm sure he'll be keen for sports confidential. <laughs> we'll get him, don't you worry. Um all right, three votes this week for me. Demand DeRozan. Um I, I touched on him last podcast, but he's just, he's stepping up. He's, he's almost, he probably is the face of the, the Bulls squad at the moment. So yeah, obviously you've got Levine who's been there for a, for a bit, but DeMar DeRozan is just, 
He's putting up numbers, you know, at the moment, I think uh, averaging 27.7 uh, throughout the season. But, you know, last few games, so against Charlotte, 36 points, you know, five boards, four assists. And then against uh, Oklahoma, you know, 38 points, six boards, five assists. Yeah, so he's he's explosive. He's he's putting up the numbers, mid range game, destructive. Um, I think I think he's definitely in MVP talk as well. Uh, probably even more so than than Jar, because um, DeRozan. You know, maybe three weeks ago, people were shying away that you know he's probably not worthy of the MVP talk. But I definitely think he is. Um, you can't really. Can't really shy away from his numbers and, you know, put it to the side anymore. He's definitely in MVP contention, so I'm going to put him in three votes for me this week. Yep, good votes, mate. All right, Bronny. It's the Fraud Award, mate. Everyone waits and hangs out for the show to listen to this. Don't disappoint. All right. A few frauds around the world, but I'm going to shout out three and I'm going to let them know how, what I feel. Uh, all right, I've already touched on these guys. They suck, they're nothing. Tottenham Hotspur. Again? Oh, they're rubbish, mate. Like, <laughs> what are they? Oh, you, you're dropping 2-0 to Wolves. They, they, they go above you on the ladder now. You, you're sitting eighth. You, you've got names. You've got Harry Kane. You've got Son, you know, like, fucking do something. Yeah. You get rid of all your, all your coaches, everything. Oh, they're the problem. Grow up. <laughs> Play some football and fucking win some games. Jesus. Ah, it's all right. Fuck. Um, <laughs> two votes. New York Knicks, they are frauds. Yeah. Everyone knows it. There's, there's no denying it. They, they blow a 23-point lead to the Portland Trail Blazers. Who, who, who are the Portland Trail Blazers? Like, <laughs> you've got good, you've got good players, but come on, do better. Like, you've got Julius Randle, fraud because he goes missing. You know, so often should probably just put him on milk containers from now on. Um, 28 points today, 16 boards. Yes, cool. You're doing that. But then you've got Evan Fournier. One from 13 from the field. <laughs> One from 13. I could do better than that. Yeah. And I'm no, I'm no good at shooting. Yeah. Um, step up. Yeah. You know, 23-point 20, lead. Yuck. Yeah. Grow up. Now, worthy two. Worthy two. Yeah, worthy two. Um, if if you disagree with me, I don't care because they're for <laughs> uh, Three votes. All right. Bit controversial because we're probably not going to break into their market after this. Um, China as a whole, <laughs> the country, yeah, the oh, the the the, the organised. I don't know. China's just doing a few weird things. It's no, it's, it's no news that China's a bit out there. But the the Olympics, you've got you know world class athletes. You're supposed to be. It's the snow. It's beautiful in the background. You've got power plants. <laughs> Who wants to see power plants when you're watching downhill skiing? Yeah. Um, oh, then another thing. This is just a little little news article I picked up. So a Chinese diplomat uh, comments on uh, Peng Shui, the, the missing tennis player. So horrible story. But this Chinese diplomat comes out and says, she couldn't have been assaulted because she's too strong. Oh. You can't say that. <laughs> China, you used to be cool. China, not cool. Nah. China, step up your game because this is piss poor. You can't be saying shit like that. You can't be having power plants in the back of the Olympics. Grow up. Grow up, China. I can see them climbing up the leaderboard too. They obviously Wuhan a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, they've done a bit of damage. Look, I'm not getting into all that, but China, I just feel like you could be doing better. So help everyone out. Three votes, you're fraud. 
It's the quiz time. Bronson couldn't make it this week, either that or he frauded his way out of it. But we got Liam and Corey here. Are you boys ready to go? Ready to go. Of course. Your name's your buzzer. You know the rules from last week. Get a question right, you get a point. Get it wrong, you lose a point. And the last question, three votes. 2009 AFL Norm Smith medalist. Corey. Jimmy Bartel? Bam, bam. Uh, I know it's probably not right, but Gary Ablett. Bam, bam. Luke Hodge. Both of the boys, negative one. It was Paul Chapman, actually. Oh. Geelong, toe poke. Yeah, yeah. Was that Matthew Scarlett? Yeah, well, Matthew Scarlett was the toe poke, oh, yeah, but Chapman kicked it. the goal yeah, at the end. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won it, so. Rightio. Second question. Chris Paul... And this is closest to the pin. Chris Paul has how many assists in the NBA? Total career. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say, Liam, uh, 12,000. Um, I'll say 11,300. Corey's closest. Chris Paul had... 10,874 assists to date at the moment. So, Corey goes back to neutral. Liam's on negative two. Let's have a look at this. This one's a bit left field. The current WWE champion in the universe of WWE right now. (laughs) Um, uh, Liam, Roman Reigns. Bum, bum. He goes to negative three. He's about to lose his title here, like the Corey. current champion. Corey? Is it Brock Lesnar? It is correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Liam, no uh, Liam goes to negative three. Corey's on plus one. Let's go again. <laughs> Comedian Adam Sandler goes for which NFL team? And I'll let you guess this out until you guess the right answer. Corey. Corey? Patriots. Bum, bum. Uh, Steelers. Correct. <sighs> Correct. Liam pips his way back. This is interesting. Liam negative two. Corey's on zero. Zero, yes. Sir Donald Bradman of cricket averaged how many runs closest to pin again? Liam. 99.94. Oh, jeez, he's good I there. That, I knew that as well. Jeez, he's good there. So that what, that takes you to negative one. I didn't want to buzz in early. because Put you on zilch. <laughs> and now we cross back to the NBA. Most number of NBA championships in the NBA. Liam. For a player. Uh, oh. oh, yes. Don't think it's Bill Russell. It's someone else. Um, I actually don't know. Elgin Baylor. Bam bam. Corey. Is it Robert Parrish? Bam bam. The correct answer is Bill Russell. No. <laughs> no. I was going to say that. But <laughs> that all the changes oh, in the world. Damn it. Liam goes to. <laughs> what is Liam now? Negative, negative two. Negative two, and you're negative negative one. Negative one. <laughs> 
Wowee. <laughs> All right. The GOAT of the NFL plays for the Patriots, played for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tom Brady won how many NBA rings? NBA rings. No, oh, sorry, NFL rings. We had a few froffies tonight. Liam, six. Bam, bam. Seven. Correct. Corker goes back to neutral. Liam's sliding his way to negative three, and we've only got three questions left. The winner of the Coleman Medal of the 2021 season of last year in the AFL in 19 games, and he had 58 goals. Who was it? Oh, shit. I should know this. Oh, I should know it too. Um, she's. Oh, this is embarrassing. Just whenever you're ready, boys. The boys are about to flick on to the orchestrated <laughs> FM. Why do I not know this? Corey. Yep. Uh, I think I'm be... wrong. Josh Kennedy. Bam, bam. Yep. He's going to be dirty when oh, you find out who this God. is. Uh, Tom Lynch. Bam, bam. Boys, the answer was Harry Mackay from Carlton. Oh, my God. You knew that. Oh. Can't believe I invited you on the podcast. Oh, this is not good. That's embarrassing. Yeah, this is bad. Please read out your numbers. Uh, I'm on minus one. Minus four. Right, we've got two left. The famous Australian actor, Eric Banner, goes for which AFL? Corey. St Kilda. Correct. Good. Good one. Corey's back to neutral on zero. Liam's stuck on negative three. I think this last question. But everyone worth knows. Five. He's on negative four. The last question's worth three points. I think so, it's worth five this week. <laughs> <laughs> so Liam needs to get this last he's question on right. Going for a Bronson here. Yeah. He's on so negative four. He's on negative yeah. four. So if you get it wrong and I get it right, it's a tie. Oh, so he's a minus three if I get it wrong? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. Nah, minus right. three. So we go down now. Last question. The NRL Grand Final last year. Who was the Clive Churchill medal winner? We had a bet on this, boys. Corey. Cameron Smith. Bum, bum. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know his first name is this, but is it Nathan Cleary? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tie. It's a tie. <laughs> no. It goes. Oh, yeah, I got it wrong. Shit. It goes to the super question, which we will come back with after this. It's time. We're back. It's the super question for the Sports Confidential podcast. What do we end up with here? Corey Liam both tied on negative one. <laughs> <laughs> really goes to show that I'm the host for the reason. <laughs> but we'll come up with the answer here, boys. Winner takes it all, names your buzzer. Who won the 2001 AFL Grand Final? Liam Corey. Liam got in first. Brisbane Lions. Correct. <sighs> Liam takes it again. He's got the chockies for another week. Okay. Corey's sitting on the sidelines, and uh, we'll go again next week. There's going to be a bit of a promo. I'll talk at the end about Sports Confidential, and we'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. Well done, (laughs) Liam.
Thanks for tuning in for episode two, guys. Uh, absolute pleasure to keep providing this for you guys, and I hope everyone keeps continuing to listen. Uh, special thank you to Corey, Liam, and Bronson for helping out with the show and everyone else that shared it or given it a five-star rating along the way. Hopefully, we're going to be keep dropping him on a Wednesday, and uh, let's stick with it for a while. Big thank you to my partner, Renee, as well. Happy Valentine's Day for the other day and to all the other girlfriends out there as well. Renee's been a big support in helping me uh, achieve this. So plenty more to come and thank you very much and let's do it all again.